0: This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton Global Youth Program.
1: Hello, and welcome to Future of the Business World. I'm Diana Drake with the Wharton Global Youth Program at the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. As Wharton Global Youth introduces high school students to the full scope of business education through our programs, courses, competitions, and content, we also encourage them to embrace business opportunities and prepare for successful futures. Today's guest has been doing just that through her involvement with the Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship. Arriving on our podcast in the Valentine's Day season, Danielle Buchanan is here to talk about her sweet innovation and passion for her product, Cake Pops. Danielle, welcome to Future of the Business World. Thank you for having me, Diana. All right, so you live in the state of Georgia in the U.S. Tell us about your life there. Where do you go to school and what do you enjoy doing? Of course.
0: Well, again, I'm Danielle Buchanan. I attend McNair High School in Atlanta, Georgia. I'm 18 years old and I'm a senior there. And a little bit about what I love to do for fun is actually I love to bake, which led me to my business, Cake Populous. And along with baking, I also love to plan events for one of my clubs, which is the Future Business Leaders of America chapter at my school. And I love just, again, planning events for my club, helping my members and helping them be prepared for competitions. I'm also a big reader.
1: So I just love reading books on my free time as well. We're going to talk about one of my favorite topics today, which is food and, of course, sweet treats, something that is in our minds and hearts right now in the season of Valentine's Day. Your business, Cake Populous, sells cake pops, which I definitely want to hear more about. We're going to go deep on product development today, but first, I've heard baking is a family tradition for you. How did that influence your entrepreneurship journey? Well, I just come from a line of bakers. There
0: are a lot of members in my family who love to bake and each individual has their own little niche. One item that they just really love to bake and my niche is actually cake pops. So growing up, I just remember always being in the kitchen with my mother and just being her little assistant and helping her bake. So as I grew up, I just developed that love for baking. And as I stated before, my little niche was actually cake pops. So this prompted me to kind of want to have a business related to something that I'm really great at doing. So I kind of paired my passion for baking, which comes from my family and a problem and created cake pop.
1: Okay. So let's talk more about those cake pops. Can you describe your product for us? What do they look like? What flavors do you sell? How do you make them? Is there a trick to making a cake pop? Tell us all about the product. Of course. So I sell a variety of different flavors. We have
0: Oreo, we have red velvet, we have vanilla, we have chocolate, we have carrot, we have confetti, just a multitude of different flavors that I can provide for my customers. So a little bit about the cake pop itself. We start off with baking a cake, and then I pair that cake with frosting, and then I create little balls of cake and frosting, and then I take those balls and I dip them in chocolate on sticks. And then that kind of creates a cake pop. So essentially you can think of a cake pop as cake on a stick.
1: (laughs) All right, I love it. And what do they look like? Are they brightly colored? Are there sprinkles? Yes, there can be. I can
0: do any different design that my clients want. So if they want sprinkles, they get sprinkles. If they want bright pops of colors, bright pinks and blues and yellows, we can do that as well. Or if they want toppings on top, like with my Oreo cake pops, I top them with little Oreo crumbles on top. I can just do whatever fits my clients and their desires. So what is the most popular cake pop flavor? Is there one? Yes, there's actually two, if that's okay. We have Oreo. My clients really love that flavor for some reason. And they also love red velvet. So I would say those two flavors are definitely my most popular. So whenever I'm getting orders, a lot of my clients usually ask me, okay, what are our most popular flavors? Because a lot of the times they're undecided and they really just want a good mix of cake pop flavors for the events. And I always tell them Oreo and red velvet is definitely a fan favorite. Do you have a favorite? <laughs> I actually I actually don't have a favorites.
1: I think I like them all. Good answer. Good answer. So, I want to talk a little bit more about the product. How did you actually arrive at your product assortment? Do you do a lot of testing in your kitchen? Were there any flavors maybe that you developed that didn't make the final cut? When Creating cake pops, there's definitely a lot of
0: testing that goes on because creating cake pops, it's not necessarily a universal process. Each baker has their own way of baking cake pops and there's a lot of different methods that you can use to make the cake pops. So it really just depends on what works best for the baker and what works best for me. So in the beginning, I definitely tested out a lot of methods on how to make cake pops and just choosing the right method for me. So definitely have people taste testing and trying out different designs and gathering inspiration online and seeing, okay, what do I want my products in specific to look
1: like? And so that sounds like a bit of an iterative process that you kind of developed over time. Was there anything that didn't quite work? A flavor that maybe you were like, oh no, this, this isn't going to make the final cut.
0: Not necessarily flavors per se, but I will definitely say methods. There have been a couple batches where cake pops are too heavy, the batter itself is too wet. So it falls off the stick or it's too dry. So it doesn't stay off on the stick or maybe the chocolate doesn't melt. Right. And it just really takes a lot of trial and error for you to learn what works for you and what you're more comfortable with. And after many trials in the beginning stages, I finally found a method that works for me and that I'm comfortable with. And it's essentially the best recipe from what my customers have told me.
1: Your entrepreneurship journey actually began in the classroom. We'd love to hear more about that. How did your high school help to inspire innovation for you? And what were some of the ways you turned your idea into an actual enterprise?
0: Well, Cake Populous started in the classroom, as you said. So I attend Mechner High School. So I created Cake Populous from my nifty entrepreneurship class. And my entrepreneurship teacher was actually Linus Coleman. So shout out to him and his support in helping me to actually create Cake Populous. So in our entrepreneurship class, we had a challenge. We had to find a problem that maybe we see in our local community, maybe in our school, maybe at home or on a broader scale that we want to solve or take part in. So my challenge was Kids get hungry during the day. Sometimes they're craving a little snack or a sweet treat and they don't always have access to it or they get hungry before lunchtime. So the question really for me when thinking internally is how can I pair something that I'm great at, a skill that I know I can do very well and pair that with the problem that I face in my community? So when talking with my advisor, he was like, well, Danielle, what's something that you do really well that you're passionate about? And I was like, I love baking. And he knows that. And he was like, well, you love baking. I know you know how to make cake pops. Why don't you do a cake pop shop? And I remember thinking, like, can it really be that simple? Like, how can a cake pop shop really just solve that kind of a big problem? But essentially, it's not always about having like what seems like a big solution to solve a big problem. Sometimes it's the smaller solutions to make just a little bit of a difference in your community. So I kind of took that and I was like, well, let me make a cake pop shop to help solve this problem within my community. And I really think having Mr. Coleman as well as Nifty itself really helped me along that journey because Nifty is so important because it helps you to learn by doing. So you're not just learning about the different elements of solving a problem, but you're actually going through them. So I went through those different steps in order to create a business and to create a business that solves a problem. And I think that's really important. And I'm grateful to Mr. Coleman and Nifty that I was able to go through that process to create Cake Populous.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you had a lot of support. And just to note, when you say Nifty, you're talking about the Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship for those who don't know that acronym. So I'd love to know when you decided in the classroom that this project could be an entrepreneurial venture? Was there a moment where you thought, hey, this could really be a business? There was an aha moment. That aha moment, it actually
0: happened a couple of times. You know, first (laughs) when I was brainstorming with Mr. Coleman, like what I can do for this project, how can I solve this problem? Like, what is something I know how to do very well that I can actually create to a business? And, you know, I remember him saying, okay, well, you love to bake. Like, what is something that you can bake, you know? Essentially, you are feeding the students if they get hungry in the day. And I remember, okay, cake pops, like, is it really as simple as creating a sweet treat to solve this problem? So that was like, I would say my first aha moment and then being in the kitchen and baking and then, you know, selling off my first batch. And it's like, wow, that's really a business. This is really a business. I would say those are my two like top aha moments of cake populace can be a thing. Cake populace can be an actual business. And from there, did you develop your own company logo and website? Of course. So beforehand, I would say before I really created Cake Populous, in a sense, I did make cake pops on the side and I would sell them here and there. And I did sell them at a pop-up shop. I had um, a couple months before Cake Populous was really a brand. But after completing the entrepreneurship course, it was during that course where I actually created a logo for Cake Populous. And worked on that brand that logo that would be on my product and then a while after that I would say a couple months is when I started working on my website and what I would want to put on there how do I want it to look really doing that I guess designing for my website.
1: How would you describe your brand?
0: I would describe my brand as definitely colorful My logo is actually has a hot pink on it. So whenever I'm representing Cake Populous or I'm going out to talk about my business or going to different events, you're often going to see me in maybe some pink. I'm definitely going to have some pink on. I might have a pink pants on. I might have a pink suit on because I like, well, pink. Um, So definitely, I would say pink is a large part of Cake Populous's brand, but just a lot of bright colors and just, yeah. Pink.
1: Lots of pink. I love it. (laughs) So, you've talked a lot about your customer service and what your clients want. Share some customer stories with us. Have you sold cake pops at events, birthday parties? What was it like to fulfill those orders? Tell us a little bit about the customer experience.
0: So, I have catered events. I recently, a couple months back, catered an event back in November. I have catered birthday parties as well. And people, even regular customers, have told me that they're not usually a fan of sweets. But my cake pops, they're definitely a good balance. of Because, of course, it is a dessert. It is a sweet treat. But it's not an overpowering amount. So it's something they can consume one, two, or three, even though they're not like a fan of sugar or they might be health conscious. Because I definitely take that into account when baking as well to make sure that there's a balance and it's not overpowering. And people also talk about my great customer service because before I created my website, I would have to communicate with my customers through email. And they tell me about, you know, I'm always replying to them in a timely manner. I'm respectful and I'm just there to help them. Any questions they have, they don't feel like I'm dismissing them when I'm talking back to them, but I will answer any and all of the questions that they have. And they just say overall that it's a great treat. Do you have an example of of one client you've worked with? I have worked with one of my good friends, her mother. She wanted me to cater her event. And she was actually the one who told me she's not a fan of sweets, but tasting my cake pop, she realized like it's a sweet treat, but it's really not so sugary. Like it's not
1: clawing. So you mentioned your teacher before, and you've also mentioned Nifty. I'm wondering if you've had mentors along the way and how they've helped you. Of course.
0: Well, I definitely have mentors all around. So, I definitely have mentors in the school building. I would say my business teacher, Linus Coleman, he has helped me a lot and not just in cake populist endeavors, but even in my personal endeavors as well. And just keeping me motivated and always being there if I want to bounce ideas off of or just needing to talk, he's there. And in Nifty, I have mentors as well. I would say one of those mentors would be Victor Martinez. And just being able to work with Victor these past probably about a year or two now is just has been a great experience because even though he's a very busy person and even after I completed the Nifty Challenge, I still feel a part of Nifty. I'm able to talk to him and get his help on certain things. And even through the
1: process of creating Cake Populous, he's been there as a helping hand in a way. The, the Nifty challenge, was that a competition? And did you have to advance through different rounds of the competition? So at the end of my entrepreneurship class,
0: one of us got submitted into Nifty's business challenge, business plan challenge, which is where you had to present your business plan that you were working on throughout the course, throughout the year. So my teacher selected me and I competed in Nifty's program. So you compete uh, locally, then you move on to regionals, then you move on to nationals. So I moved on through the different stages and I competed and through these competitions, I was just able to meet all these amazing people as well. And I was able to show off Cake Populous as well as get feedback from business professionals in the business world who are actually working at these companies, their feedback on how to make my business better and how to help make it more marketable. And as well as being able to network with different professionals as well. So recently, I actually competed in the National
1: Business Challenge competition as well. And that was a great experience. Was there one piece of advice that really stuck with you from the business professionals?
0: One piece of advice that really stuck with me, I would say, is to be yourself and that your company is a part of you. Your company is a reflection of you, so you should be proud of it. And you should want to show it off and, in a sense, brag about your company because. In a way, it's an extension of you. So when you're marketing your product or your business to other business professionals or judges, just remember that it is a part of you and show a little bit of personality when you're doing it as well, because it's not they're not just buying the business. They're in a way buying you too, because if they decide to work with you in the future, it's not just your business, but it's you as a person, as an
1: individual as well. Yeah, very much an extension of who you are. And that actually is a great segue into my next question, which is, really what value has cake populous given to you these past couple of years what have you learned and how have you grown how oh, i've
0: grown i definitely say that cake populous allowed me to don't minimize an opportunity i would say like i'm definitely a shy person so there's certain things that i shy away from or opportunities that i'm like scared to grasp onto because like i'm like oh it's just going to be this small thing it's not going to really do much for me but even the small thing as going through an entrepreneurship class and creating a business presentation, a business plan. And me then would never have known that, okay, it's going to turn into this legitimate business. And I'm going to be having all these different opportunities, like presenting my business plan to judges and competing for investment money, or even doing this podcast with you. I never would have known that. So cake populace and just Being on that journey of actually creating a business has taught me never minimize an opportunity and always try to grasp onto anything that you can, as well as never be afraid to get help because I want to suffer in silence sometimes because I don't always like to talk to people. So creating a business and being an entrepreneur has helped me to open myself up a little bit and ask for help because there's going to be someone out there who has the potential and the abilities and they want to help you, but all you have to do is ask.
1: So will that innovative spirit be part of your life after high school? What's next for you after you graduate?
0: After high school, I would actually like to pursue a degree in business marketing, specifically product marketing, which came from this whole process of creating a business. I really just fell in love with the process. And that's something that I'd like to do after completing my education. So I would actually like to continue Cake Populous and I want it to grow. So as of recently, I have started not limiting myself to just people in my area, but I've started to ship products to customers as well all across the United States. So that's something that I actually like to continue to expand. As I go through college and gain my degree, I would like to start expanding my customer base and start shipping to customers all over the United States and really help Cake Populous grow because it does have that potential. And I believe that after a couple of years of working to really expand my business that it can become something really great and i'd like to see that happen in the future
1: well i would too Make cake populace rule the world <laughs> let's wrap up with our lightning round try to answer these questions as quickly as you can other than cake pops what is your favorite homemade baked treat oh my favorite homemade baked treat would definitely be cupcakes i love making cupcakes what is the most exotic food you have ever tried
0: Ooh, most exotic food. I don't really try new things that often, but I would say the most exotic thing would probably be
1: seaweed chips. Something about you that would surprise
0: us. Well, a lot of people don't know this, but I'm a traveler. I love to travel. I love to see new places and do road trips and things like that. And I've actually visited 26 or probably 27 states in the United States. Wow.
1: In a few words, what does entrepreneurship
0: mean to you? creativity. It means innovation. It means grit.
1: It means taking initiative. A brand that you have long been devoted to or that you admire. Probably Oreo. I love Oreos. (laughs) Their brand, yes. Something you don't yet know that you hope to learn.
0: Something that I don't know. I definitely, as I want to go into marketing, I want to learn more about SEO marketing and Google Analytics
1: what would you be caught binge-watching at midnight?
0: Oh, I would definitely be caught watching a medical show like Chicago Med or Grey's
1: Anatomy, most definitely. If you could take one business person out to lunch, who would it be and why?
0: I would actually take the CEO of the Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship, J.D. LaRocque, out, because in the future, I actually want to create my own nonprofit organization. So I'd want to talk to him more about his motivations and why he did it, and more importantly, how he did it as well.
1: Danielle, thank you for joining us on Future of the Business World. Thank you for having me.
0: Discover more opportunities for high school students and educators at globallyouth.wharton.upenn.edu.